This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Anywho. All right, well, I'm ready. All right. um, Yeah, me too. Hey, welcome. (laughs) Ready to go. Hey, welcome to the Two Bobs. I'm Rob. Rob. And I'm Robert. You're listening to episode 223 for Monday, August 14th, 2023. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, this week on the two. Try this again. This week on the two bobs, we're going to talk about as always the beer we're drinking. We're also going to talk about how you can make a living eating pizza. Crazy news. We'll talk about smoking is bad for you. A burglar's best friend. That's a lot of twins. Nacho cheese hazard. An emotional support emo. And that's an awful way to go. It is an emu. Emu. What did I say? Emu? You said emo. Oh. M&M's. 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 How do I say it? I say M&M's. 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 We've talked about this. You're saying it wrong. (laughs) M&M's. Okay. Rap. No, she says it the right way, too. So you guys made it through the storms alive that that hit the the East Coast. Devastation over here. You would think that the... The world was going to end, and I think that the the type of storm they said it was extremely rare. So, it, luckily, it it kind of blew through quickly, and we we got a lot of rain. And actually, I tried to take a picture out the window, but I think Melissa sent you a picture or a video of the storms video. rolling in. Yeah, yeah, and then and then after that, uh, we had the the glass door on the front of the house, and it was just bright yellow up there. And I tried to get a picture, but the the camera on the phone kept turning it to regular look so you could really see <laughs> yeah. the depth of the as yellow as it looked out there it was pretty cool looking so thankfully nothing uh to worry about we made it through and yeah yeah here we are i was worried back about to, you guys that's why we kept te- i kept texting like you guys all right you guys really fine you still guys, here you guys okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they they had it you know Do i gotta grab they, a shovel and fly to dc <laughs> fly to virginia they had a yeah <laughs> they had um yeah, it, just the news was like, yep, yeah, just it's shutting the government down early. They said, everybody get out of here by three o'clock so you can get home before the storm comes through. Yeah, it, that's nuts. You never know around here what it's going to get. So, oh, well, well it, all, it all worked out. It did. It did. And we're here. We're recording a podcast. That's always a yeah. good thing. And right. uh, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know. I, nothing's happened in my life since last week. That's worth <laughs> that's worth talking about here. So yeah, like you a, know what is worth talking about? Beer. Hey bartender, another beer. Hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace. As Brett O'Cavanaugh should. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, Bardo Kavanaugh. Bardo. I mixed it up. I did Brett O'Cavanaugh. Uh, so, yeah. so this week, so this beer, this particular beer, I got from uh, friend of the show slash uh, slash uh, scab podcaster uh, Dave, and uh, it's it's from a brewery, and he said he got this from somebody like a coworker or something like that that was tra- like yeah. he got it from somebody and then gave it to me, so I really appreciate it, and it's a it's a new brewery to the show, it's Twin Oats Oast. Huh. Twin Oast, O A S T. It's not oats. I'm not saying it incorrectly. 
It is Twin Oast Brewing, and they're based out of Clinton, Ohio, Port Clinton, Ohio. Huh. Never been. And uh, this is the Oast House Reserve. Meet your maker. And uh, this particular beer is a Russian Imperial Stout. And uh, it says Chupavi has met its maker. And Chupavi, I tried to look it up to see who the fuck he is or she is. And uh, I couldn't find anything. So let me Google it. Um, okay, this says Chupavi. Oh, sorry. so Chupavi is a Russian Imperial Stout from the same brewery. Okay, huh. so here we go. Chupavi has met its maker. So now we have context. This maker's mark, barrel age. Maker's mark. Ooh, maker's mark, barrel age. Imperial Stout beams with un- an untamed resilience. Notes of tobacco, bitter chocolate, and dark maraschino cherries greet the nose and speak to its decadent flavors. Its gamut legs showcase the richness that awaits to meet its consumer. And it is 12.6 alcohol by volume, so it's a good kick in the nuts. It says here on Untapped it's 100 IBUs. I'm going to take him for its <laughs> word because I have no idea. Although it doesn't seem that hoppy. Or bitter, but nonetheless, here we go. I'm gonna try it. Hopefully, it's not too spicy. Why is it spicy? First off, uh, you know when uh, the aromas, the aromas are alcohol and alcohol, with maybe a Uh-oh. little, little bit of of I, I, maybe a little bit of the dark chocolate. I don't, I'm not really getting maraschino cherries. Yeah. I'm not getting tobacco, so that's good. Because who the fuck wants to taste tobacco? Who, who wants to taste tobacco? Okay, I want to feel like I'm drinking liquid chewing tobacco, which I've never done before, but I can imagine it probably tastes disgusting. Here we go. Uh, it would depend on the severity. You ever chewed tobacco, Robert? <laughs> um, I would say yes. Many, many, many moons ago. I'm trying to remember when. I don't think I want to admit when it was, but I was I was quite young uh, and I had somebody huh. in the neighborhood. I think it was, I want to say elementary school. Wow, that, that's, <laughs> wow, you were that's, in trouble. You were a little delinquent. Look no, at you. That was the thing. I, I, I was with I was with somebody who had an old brother. Okay, and they and he did it, and I was like, no, this is dumb. And I I was like, it was it's just like a minty and all that. It's like, nah, that's okay. So I quit. And I'm not quick because I never really started it, but I, I tried <laughs> it that one time and I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. But anyway, this it beer is pretty nasty. This beer probably, my guess, it tastes better than chewing tobacco. Yeah. Um, and first, I mean, it's very, very booze forward. Um, so yeah. I taste the booze. Thank God I'm not really getting tobacco from it. Um, you know, I, I get the chocolate though. So the chocolate's pretty mm-hmm. present. Maybe a little bit of the dark maraschino on the finish. Yeah. Um, getting a little bit of that. Uh, but, you know, decently complex, boozy. So it lets you know that 12.6%, you taste every bit of that in this beer. So they don't really mask it. They kind of let that shine through. Uh, yeah. But it's a nice balance, I think, at the end of the day. So you get a nice balance of the booziness along with the 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 dark chocolate. So you get a little bit of bitterness. I don't taste 100 IBU, so I don't know if that's just something that Untap put on there. Um, it's not on the can. Um, that would say that it's a hundred IBUs. Oh no, it yeah. is on the can. Never mind, huh. it's on the can. A hundred IBUs. So apparently, weird. 
100 IBUs. I don't taste 100 IBUs nonetheless. So, so anyway, again, pretty good beer. I rated a four on untapped. You know, yeah. I, I, it's not the favorite, my favorite beer that I've ever had, but it's a nice, it's a nice beer. You know, if I, huh. if I had, if I had, um, gotten a four pack of these or so, I would be drinking all four of them. I wouldn't be letting it go to waste. <laughs> it's a good beer. Uh, again, it's Twin Oast Brewing. It's the Oast House Reserve. Meet your maker. Uh, yeah. and, uh, oh, and, and it says here that it was, that it's packaged in Port Clinton, Ohio. But on the front of the can, it says it's in Catawba Island, Ohio, which huh. I don't know. I haven't confirmed if Catawba Island is an actual island. My assumption is it would be, and I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's on. Maybe it's on one of the Great Lakes or something like that. Let me see. Let me see where it is. It could be. We might have been near it when we went to Canada. Maybe let's see. Catawba sounds I- expensive. Catawba Island, Ohio. It's 74 miles away, and it is, uh, let's see. Um, it's not, it, is it an island? It's kind it, I guess it's an island. It looks more like a peninsula to me, but maybe there is a thin stream of water that runs in it. But it is, yeah, it is off of Lake Erie. Obviously, it's on the Ohio or the U.S. side of Lake Erie. Um, but it's funny because I'm looking at the map here, and then you just kind of head north, and there's Leamington, which is where we were last week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, pretty good one if you can get it. I don't know how widely to distribute. Again, I've never seen it in Michigan, uh, but it's pretty good. And thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave, for uh, providing this beer. That's from Ohio, too, so that's probably not very good. I mean... You rated it okay. It wasn't. I I gave it a four. Four is a good rating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seemed like you were talking like it was going to be really great, and then four. I almost felt like you were well, letting it down. But four is four is solid. I mean, four is four is one. Yeah, should I rate it higher? <laughs> now now I feel bad. Now I feel like I should uh, rate it higher. I thought yeah, it was. I thought it was. On that beer. I thought it was a good balance. I don't <laughs> love the taste. I'm like, it's not like I taste. It. I'm like, oh shit, this is good. I just yeah. taste it, and it's a decent beer that has a pretty good balance to it. Like, it's not anything like if I see it at the store, I'm probably not going to buy more of it. Oh, but it's a see, good that's beer. A four for me. It's a good. That's beer. probably where I was. I was a little bit confused, but yeah, it, maybe it's the tobacco. Maybe the tobacco is a little funny. Again, I don't. It, it's weird that they put that first. Like you were going to yeah. taste a cigarette. Like they dip cigarettes <laughs> in it. And they, it like it's it it's like very cigarettes. weird that they started with they started with with tobacco on there. I don't taste tobacco, uh, but then again, I can't I couldn't tell you the you last. Would you time know what I, it tastes like? So I guess it's it wouldn't been, really matter. Like I I went through a phase, and oh, this was probably no easy in elementary school. No, I was <laughs> I, I, I wasn't I wasn't quite as uh, quite as. Uh, uh, big of a troublemaker as you were in elementary school but yep. um no like I, I i i went through a phase maybe i don't know five six seven eight years seven years ago where i was i was smoking cigars every once in a while oh yeah so i didn't know what tobacco tastes like um, yeah. but it's it's been quite some time yeah huh too funny i have i have uh photos of of kelly smoking cigars too I'll, uh-oh i'll post them on the internet <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. She'll kill me. <laughs> she doesn't like my postings on the internet of her without. Get, I gotta get it pre-cleared. That's you the need pre-approval thing. on those. I gotta get I get pre-approval or else yeah. I get in trouble. Which yeah. understandable, you know. It's fine. That's true. That's true. Oh, host just posted something on Insta. 
Oh, barrel seagrass rye whiskey um from break, hostess break even pour of the day it's host oh. uh three dollars for a for a one ounce pour rye whiskey Twinkies. finished with martinique rum oh oh madeira and apricot brandy barrels that looks good huh i'm on my way just kidding i can't go oh. not tonight robert so what are you drinking? I'm going to go to our friends, the brand new friends of the show, just like yours. Oh. To Timber Ales. I don't know if it's Timber Ales Brewing or a brewing company. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I never put that on the show notes anyway. Yeah, I like to know. But this just says <laughs> by Timber Ales. And it's their palate brulee, uh, a snack-sized stout conditioned on coconut and coffee. Huh. And that's that's oh. what Untapped says oh. as well. Ow. Oh. Our snack size stout series features snack size stouts at snack size ABVs is what What's Untap says. Is it like a tiny can or it says twelve ounces, so it's not really small. Why is it yeah, why is it snack size then? Well, it's weird because when I pulled it out, I was like, oh, this looks kind of small, but it's still twelve ounces. Palette Berlay has been conditioned on coffee and toasted coconut. It doesn't say how many IBUs. I'm gonna hold it up. You can't see. So it's sort of typical stout. Yeah, this is is mine. Dark, dark and black. Smells. Why is that a palate brulee? I don't know. Is that like a thing? Doesn't say. I'm gonna make creme brulee on palates today. I do. See now, that's why I grabbed it because I really do love creme brulee. It smells sweet, but I don't really sweet. Smells really good. It smells smooth, and it doesn't really smell much like like there's any alcohol. And there isn't. It's six percent alcohol by volume, so I could drink a couple of these and not even feel the least bit loopy. Let me try it. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I get a, a bit of sweetness from the coconut, and then I get the coffee on the finish. Um, it's it's just right. It's not. I mean, it's not overly, overly strong. I think this as an Imperial would be really, really good. I like the balance of everything. It's, it, I think, and it's, it's pretty simple. It's just two, two flavors in essence. The, 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 the coconut gives it a bit of the sweetness in the coffee. So I'm going to go. I definitely, I, I wish I could get more of this. Like I got this over visiting Jeff and Holly, but I'll go. I go four and a, I, my first thing was four and a half and I, and I, I, that's pretty close. It might oh, be. That's good. Yeah, that is. It is really good. I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out my other because you know how I like to compare it to other four and a halves and see. You do. How Look it at all the other there. four and a halves you've yeah, ever rated. How is this, is this better or worse? Yeah, that is really good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave it at the four and a half. I really like that. Bam! Locked in. Four and a half. There we go. Four and a half. But there it is. And I got a lot of badges from that. I mean, I was expecting a four point seven five from you on that one, but yeah, you know. I, I probably should have. I'm going to edit it now. No, I'm going <laughs> to look. The power four and a quarter, two and a half, fours, four and a quarter, four and a quarter, four and a quarter, four and a quarter. There's a four and a half, four. So somebody rated it. Oh, there's a four, four and three quarters. I just curious, and the two, the two and a half doesn't say anything about it, so it's not like. This tastes like shit. Doesn't say, you know, it's heard on the two bobs. None of that. 
Um, so maybe just somebody doesn't like doesn't like stouts, or maybe the maybe the sweetness, but it's not overly sweet, which is good because sometimes you get these and you can tell it's a dessert stout. And this one says yeah. pastry stout, and they're too sweet. Like you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to drink this one. It's a little bit too sweet to drink more of it, but this is just the right balance. And I think the coffee is what helps it. It kind of pulls back some of the sweetness so that it's not it's not more of a dessert one one time beer. So anyhow. Really enjoyed the Timber Ales Palette Brulee, and I don't know why it says Palette. Maybe it's Palais Brulee or something like that. Who well, knows? It's literally Palette. If you look at the can, yeah, there's a yeah, Brulee on pallets. Well, that's true, and they don't call them Palais. <laughs> Alexa, how do you say Palais in Spanish? Pal in Spanish is amigo. Oh, oh, pal. Yeah, I thought you wanted. I, I. I I I assumed you would want to know how to say that in Farsi. <laughs> I've done that before and just confused him. I'm gonna mute mine, just, just my 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 Alexa over here, because otherwise it gets out of control. It gets confused, yeah, it gets out of control. It's crazy. But uh, anyway, so uh, before, like, as we were geared up to record, I was talking about how uh, Lister Dave and I, uh, yeah, went uh, went and got some pizzas from. Uh, Pizza Del Nino, which is uh, he's based out. He's he's got a good friend of mine. He's got a uh, a place. Uh, he's got a catering business called Pizza Del Nino, but he's yeah. also cooking pizzas uh, at Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings from five to ten, I think, at Host, which is in Utica, Michigan. So if you're in the area, Host is a really cool restaurant in downtown Utica, and his pizzas are fucking phenomenal and dave will attest to that as well and uh so i said texted dave and said hey do you want to go up there we had some good drinks uh so they they have really good cocktails that i think they and they and they have like uh every couple months they switch out chefs so chefs come in and they do like residencies there so they'll cook yeah. for three four months whatever it is uh all different types of cuisine so every few months the the menu completely turns over which is kind of cool I think again right now. I think it's French. Uh, there's like a, I think the next guy that's on their website. If you just go to hostutica.com, is like um, uh, I think a modern modern American. I think is what uh, uh, this guy's going to be cooking. But nonetheless, huh. it's really good. So we went there last week, and um, and th- this leads me to uh, to the story that I sent you from today.com, which oh. is uh, which is uh, you know it, it, you can. You can get a job, Robert, in yep. eating pizza and being an influencer on the internet, and you could earn a hundred and ten thousand dollars as a full time pizza influencer. And I'll oh. and I'll say this: like you know, hundred and ten six figures, the hundred ten thousand is just pretty good money. Eat pizza, um, and 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 I would say that a hundred and ten thousand just to be a pizza influencer is particularly good money because good you're money. getting paid six figures to eat pizza. But, it, yeah. but, uh, nonetheless though, I mean, I make more showing my feet on OnlyFans. I mean, you know, we all have to have our ways to supplement our income. Shit's expensive, Robert. I mean, you know, you go to the grocery store. It doesn't pay for itself. It doesn't. It doesn't. Even just your everyday stuff that you need to buy bread. It's all very expensive. And sometimes we have to, you know, we have to to share our, our assets for a monthly fee. 
uh, on the internet. And it happens, but ninety nine cents. But nonetheless, so <laughs> if you are interested in Not doing so, so, you can check out this today dot com uh, uh, story. It says uh, there's a good opportunity delicious. for anyone in Pepero need of a job. I don't get that reference. That's the plan words. It's kind of stupid. Um, but the pizza delivery app Pepperoni. Slice. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Thank you. That was stupid. <laughs> I put the <laughs> emphasis, the emphasis on the wrong syllable. M&M's. <sighs> the pizza delivery app Slice. They're hiring a pizza, a, influencers M&M's, who, a pizza influencer who can earn as much as six figures. Giving the ideal candidate a pretty nice piece of pie. Oh. And uh, it says here, you you can, uh, it will, uh, you will also, you're expected to post from both the slice and your personal handles with the goal of increasing followers and reach across both. It's a full-time salary It's like position. eating a hot circle of garbage. It cannot be performed under part-time hours. <laughs> so literally eating pizza full-time. for a living as a full-time job. Now, it does say here, the job comes with medical, vision, and dental insurance, <laughs> 401k. Like, this is a legit job. Yeah, it's not It's not just some scam or gimmick. A, a monthly wellness. treating this seriously. A w- monthly wellness stipend and naturally a weekly oh. pizza stipend. <laughs> oh, they're going to pay for the pizzas, too. Yeah. And the job comes with even more dough than the lucky person who lands the job will eat. Pays between eighty five and one hundred and ten thousand, depending on location, experience, other factors. Are there weigh ins? Should get the person who lands <laughs> a job to feel like they are in the upper crust of society. Oh no! Oh, look at that! Out of uh, out of the delivery box jobs are not as controversial as say putting pineapple on pizza. Which so okay? So by the way, I did ask Pizza Del Nino. His name's Nino. <laughs> I was wondering. His name's Nino. By the way. I did ask him what he thinks of just yesterday. I asked him what what he thinks of pineapple on pizza, and he basically said like he doesn't go out of his way to eat it. His son likes it though, his teenager son or whatever. And and if there's like a slice that's left over, like he'll eat it if he's presented with it. But and he had a really good point though. Yeah, we talked about pineapples on pizza. We also then segue to grapes on pizza which we've all we've also talked about and what he said about pineapple on pizza he said the thing is it has a very powerful flavor like it's very acidic yeah and he said that the problem is is because it has so much flavor it can overtake the other flavors of the pizza and kind of throw it off balance so and that's from a pro who says that pineapple on pizza is not the best He, he actually did say he goes grapes on a pizza my, although he had never had it, said it might actually be a better because you'll get the yeah. sweet and savory, but it's not overbearing yeah. like biting into a pineapple on a pizza. So I heard from a professional. Not only did Gordon Ramsay say not to put pineapples <laughs> on pizza, but a professional pizza person also says that he doesn't hate it, but it's not the it's not the best fruit to put on a pizza because it disturbs the overall balance of the pizza. But nonetheless, yeah. that all being said, you get a six figure job um if you uh Bullshit. if you get this job here. I'm no, not gonna no. go for it, but yeah, I would <laughs> like to. Kelly it would seems like it's a good so idea. I'm supposed to be dieting and so eating pizza for a living. I don't know. Yeah. I've been doing better, but I I 
I I have replaced my love of the uh, lemon Oreo with the love of the frozen peanut M and M's, and now I can't <laughs> stop eating those. Here's- so at the at the total line when I went there today to get the beers that I will not name, they had peanut M and M's at the front. It's the share size, which is bullshit. Cause I'm not going to share any of it. And I ate that on the way home, but I had salad for dinner, so that was fine. Yeah, I mean that hit. So so here's 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 love the- peanut M and M's frozen. These weren't frozen though because they were off the rack. And They're still, I had to, I had to, yeah, still I fucking like good though. Still peanut M and M's. They are. They I don't are have good. to be an asshole about it. It's still good. Um. So so um, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh, you got some KBS chocolate cherry. That's chocolate good. Cherry. That's I, my blueberry's one. not quite cold enough, so I'll I'll have that another day. It's a good one. It's got tart. It's tart. Yeah. I'm excited. The tartness from the good. blueberry. Be pissed. Yeah, if you didn't listen to last all week's excitement. episode, I have I have my appraisal of the KBS blueberry on last week's episode, which was uh, TTB two twenty two Stapies and Incas and whatever Malleus. the other one, Malleus and Incas. So I just <laughs> Kelly, realized, Kelly, with, 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 which Kelly, by the way, Kelly probably knew what all those were. She knew what all they were because I mean, my wife is is going into the medical field. She's taken yeah. you know anatomy just and physiology classes, so she it's even she mentioned she's like, what the? Why were you talking about ear bones <laughs> in the podcast? I'm like, listen, you're just gonna oh. have to you're gonna have to listen. It got out of hand. First <laughs> off, I pre drink heavily. That which <laughs> so automatically it's going to be an interesting episode, but also it's just how we how we got on that whole thing. I said you're just it grieves me. You're going to have to listen to it. That was funny. It's a soft bone. It's a soft bone. California. I don't remember even what it was you were calling. You had the right first letter. You just couldn't. You just couldn't complete the uh, complete the circle there to, to come up with the cartilage. It's cauliflower. What was I calling it? Collagen. <laughs> no man. Oh, man. Normally, I would just be able to, to rattle off cartilage, but again, yeah. I was I overserved myself last week. Oh, so I, I did not pre drink this week. Uh, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Well, while you're enjoying your pizza, which sounds delicious now after I ate that salad think we should get into some crazy news all right let's do it yeah play that in a while make sure that's, that's close last by. week <laughs> <laughs> make sure that one's close by oh man let's see well, shit, this one's pretty good. It takes us to our friends at the nypost.com, New York Post. And hopefully these are in the right order. We're 7-Eleven workers wallop. Anytime you use the word wallop, you know you're in good shape. California man who tried to steal a trash can full of cigarettes. So first off, have you, and I'm on TikTok, and I watch, I watch these videos of people. I watch these videos of people like, the smash and grab people that and, and yeah. they're all in California. Like that's the oh, thing. Yeah. People just walk into stores with sa- with face masks and sacks of, and just, just fill it with all the shit and walk out like it's nobody's business. Yeah. So this shit always happens in California. <laughs> it's a prerequisite. 
I guess so. But I'm glad that it seems to be that uh, one of these guys got his ass whipped because of it. So finally, some justice was served. But as you were. Well, if only pizza was served, we'd be good. Two 7-Eleven workers in California took matters into their own hands and used a stick to wallop a man who tried to steal a trash can full of cigarettes. It was usually behind, although sometimes they put him in that thing with the, the plastic door on it that got to be unlocked. Shocking video of the attempted robbery shows one employee holding the thief down while his colleague relentlessly whacks him roughly 25 times. Okay, okay, the thief screams as his, at his attacker while pleading for mercy. Before he was taken down by the retail workers, the robber had casually sauntered behind the California convenience store's register with a 20-gallon cash, trash can in tow. So that's what he did. He went, he went behind the register, which I hadn't read the story yet. He nonchalantly grabbed fistfuls of tobacco products, including cigarettes, cigars, vapes, and Rob's beer, and what? tosses them into the bin. How dare you? The, <laughs> well, I didn't drink the cigarette touch, beer. Touch my as beer. the off-camera workers pleaded for him like to cigarettes. stop. This beer tastes like cigarettes. Let him go. There ain't nothing you can do. They're not going to do nothing. The bystander who took the video can be heard saying, seemingly referencing this national string of thefts in which shoplifters raid shelves of supplies before walking out with their loot. And I've seen this too at like Walgreens. They go in and they bust out all the Rogaine out of the, out of the, uh, the lock there. The green and black clad worker switches from the defensive role when the thief tries to push past him and orders him to move out of the way while he continues his heist. The employee quickly grapples with the robber and tackles him to the floor just in time for the co-worker to appear and deliver 23 brutal blows with what <laughs> appears to be a broomstick. And I did see this. I didn't realize. <laughs> he whacked him. He got him good. He did. Got a pretty good weapon-wielding employee. Takes a quick break from the whacking, probably to gather his breath, while his co-worker squeezes in a punch of his own to the upper back of the robber, sending the thief writhing chaotically enough to knock over his trove of stolen goods at the feet of the attackers. I like that they call him the attacker, but they're just the dudes that work there. This called that's called whooping your ass. Whoop his ass. Get him. The bystander says before asking the thief if he's ready to give up the heist. Yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna go. <laughs> they had I'm a just whole dialogue. Walk out of there. They had a yeah. whole dialogue. That's great. Yeah. This is well. This is written for Hollywood. There'll be a movie coming out about this one soon. In spite of the surrender, the stick-wielding employee delivers two final whacks while the bystander orders the workers to free the robber. No more, no more, the cameraman says as the thief screams in pain. In subsequent videos shared by the bystander, the employees contemplate calling the police but opt to let him walk out empty-handed. They were afraid they were going to go to jail for beating him. Bystander walks behind the counter and urges the workers to let the man free before berating the man himself, warning him not to come into the Seven Eleven. Which is funny because it sounded like he was like on his side, like stop picking on him. He's he's just trying to steal a little bit, yeah. He was trying to steal a bunch of trash can, literally, like not even like a little waste basket. It's like one of those big fucking thirty gallon gallon (laughs) trash bins full of cigarettes. That's a lot of cigarettes. He was going to make some bank. I mean, even just selling make, those from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was, was going to grind them up. 100 IBUs right in that trash can, too. 
So anyway, they beat the shit out of them. There's more about it, but it's basically yeah. just talking about how badly they beat them and, and where where Stockton, California is. Alexa, how far is Stockton, California from Philadelphia? Very far. From Philadelphia, Stockton is 2,844.6 oh, miles right. away by car. Oh, that's not bad. Thank you. From Philadelphia, Stockton is 2,844.6 <laughs> miles away felt by car. so good about you, oh, thank you. Thank you. I decided to say it again. Sorry, I don't know that one. Of oh, course, thank you. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> oh, too funny. oh, man. That's good. All right. Well, geez, one robber to the next. All right. Let's see here. We're going. It's Fox News, so you know what happened. It's it's real, and it's, it's definitely not biased. Actually, you know what's funny is I originally saw this. Yeah. If you like our coverage, please disable your ad blocker. No, that's you all right. You dumbass. Let's 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 not say we did. Yeah, I know how to disable. I know how to disable the ad blocker. We're gonna go to reader mode. So fuck you. All right. So I saw this this art this video I should say on TikTok the other day, and so it's kind of funny that I found this on the internet as an actual story. But it talks about a burglar who burglar who takes a break from robbing a home. To cozy up with the overly friendly family dog. And, and he even says, I love you too. And again, this is California. San Diego police calling on public to submit tips on a suspect who paused alleged burglary <laughs> to pet a dog. Suspect San Diego, a suspected San Diego bike thief was pausing, was seen pausing his alleged crime to pet and cuddle with the victim's friendly dog according to the San Diego Police Department. So much for a man's best friend. Suspected bike thief in California was seen, I'm going to say this again, uh, <laughs> seen pausing his alleged crime to pet and cuddle with the victim's golden retriever. Surveillance footage of the home shows. And a rather peculiar turn of events as the suspect was about to take make his escape, he paused to pet the household dog who had entered the garage. San Diego Police Department posted on its Facebook place page. An identified <laughs> male entered a garage at a home in San Diego's Pacific Beach neighborhood at about 10.40 p.m. on July 15th. They reportedly steal a pricey 2019 black Elantra three-speed bicycle, oh. which has an estimated cost of $1,300, according to the police. This isn't your average bike. It's distinct, featuring eight ball caps on the tire valves, an eight ball logo on the frame, and a real real frame marked with a checkered black and white pattern, the police department said. And I'm not saying that this guy is doing a good thing by robbing somebody, but Jesus, if you're gonna leave your garage wide open at ten fifteen yeah. ten what is it, ten fifteen at night or whatever the fuck it was, at ten forty like, uh, you know, you're kind of asking for it. This isn't your average bike. I already read that. But as the suspect is about to leave with the stolen bike, the household's dog appears in the garage, stopping the suspect in his tracks. Suspect pulls the bike into the garage, engages the bike's quick kickstand, then turns his attention to the friendly dog and pets. And That's not mine. With pets and belly rubs, the video <laughs> shows. You're so cool. <laughs> The man is heard yell, telling the dog, you're the coolest dog I've ever known. I love you, too. You're a sweetheart. The man then calls out for the dog's dad. Like, he and he shouted. Diarrhea. He shouted. 
where's your dad? It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Appearing to say its owner <laughs> should not leave your garage uh, garage open. While he's stealing the bicycle, he's saying <laughs> you shouldn't leave your garage open. No shit. The suspect then carried on with stealing the bike. So he did. He did eventually steal the bike. Right. He thought the about things it he'll do like, for extra pudding. Exactly. Uh, you could get a lot of pudding for $1,300. <laughs> the suspect is described as a white male, less seen wearing a black, a blue and white hat, gray shirt, blue shorts, orange athletic shoes. He may have changed since then, though. Nobody knows. He was carrying <laughs> a black and blue backpack. San Diego Police Department wrote on Facebook. Police said the suspect is still at large and is asking for, uh, Asking the public to come forward with any tips on the case, no matter how minor it might seem. Really like some pudding now. Crazy. I want some pudding. pudding. What kind, though? I don't think just chocolate. That seems kind of boring. I mean, if you could get... Butterscotch is good. I like some butterscotch. I don't know. Chocolate pudding, to me, is still really good, though. It's nice and... Yeah. Nice and rich. You can do a lot of stuff with some chocolate pudding, too. Google, see what I feel like me. Kelly's made some desserts that involve chocolate pudding that are pretty good. Banana cream pie, oh. French vanilla. Oh. French vanilla is good, but I, I like good banana cream pie. I like anything okay. banana. Yeah, there's the butterscotch. So I had a, I had a client bring me some uh, homemade... Homemade cupcakes. Was it yesterday? No. Monday. Monday. And and and, and we're recording oh, this on a Wednesday. Ooh. God that shit. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway, so I I it's it's Wednesday while we're recording this. Two days ago, a client brought me I get an email from a client. Are you in the office this morning? I respond, Yes, I am. Come on in. And she responds, and then a few minutes later she responds, Can you meet me? In the parking lot in five minutes. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? But luckily, this particular client, uh, I don't anticipate this particular client, who's a, 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 a retired woman, uh, to to be doing me, uh, to to you know want to shank me or something like that in the, in the huh. parking lot. She's a good client. So, so as I go back there, she brings me these, she's, these cupcakes that were, I, I'll be honest, I, I did have one. Um, oh. on Monday, it was so good though. So they they were peanut. They were peanut. They were they were banana. They're homemade. There were two. There were there was a banana with like yeah. with this really really good frosting that she made. It had nuts sprinkled on top, and it had this caramel sauce in the middle of it. Like you know, oh, you ever man. you ever get a cupcake? You bite into it. There's sauce in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. And then there was another one which I didn't have. But this one had Nutella in the middle of it, and it had like oh, chocolate nice. sprinkles on top. And and uh, anyway, I had a bite Where of one. Where did that one go? She brought me a whole tray of them. Uh, so I you shared only it, took the one. I shared it with everybody. Yeah, I took the one uh, because I'm trying to behave myself. Put them in my drawer. They're, well, I mean, she told me specifically they need to stay in the refrigerator because of the frosting type. That would be delicious. Yeah, and they're cold. That's the way to eat them. But you, I suppose. Oh, I know you like everything cold. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to to do with that. I, mean, I can't eat room temperature M and M's. I gotta put them in the freezer. What about what about like um, like 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 apple apple crisp? Do you want? Do, would you rather have that cold? I like it cold. Yeah. Really? I mean, what I'll, about? I'll, 
eat it. I'll eat well, it. Well, we've wet. discussed this before. It's all fucking good, right? Temperature it is all good. You know, regardless. But I of do the love it cold. I prefer it cold. What about like a like a chocolate, like one of those like lava cakes? Well, that, I mean that I could see because otherwise the, it's not really. Yeah, not like you have to eat right. that one warm. It's not. Yeah, it's not fine. a lava cake. It's not. Warm. Yeah. And I'll do warm desserts if it's just like yeah. pie or something I have. I'd, um, what did we get? We had some scones or something the other day. We'll say, oh, right. put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. No, I'm just going to eat it room temperature. I don't want it. I don't want it warm. Nice. It's weird. All right. I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I remember back to last week where we talked about in episode 222, Stapes, Incas, and Malleus, which we've now <laughs> referenced twice Stirpies. so far. Scabies. This, this, this episode this with the scabies. <laughs> and I thought this was pretty wild because I, I remember in that story, I was saying that, you know, this is why you should not take these tests. And this one's pretty wild. It comes to us from our friends at People, where it says South Carolina twins discover they have 65 genetic siblings including triplets, seven sets of twins. It's crazy. So they're twins already. And then they have other siblings that are triplets and then seven other sets of twins out of this, out of the 65 people. So <laughs> That's crazy. Amelia and Andrew Palmer learned about their extended family tree by using separate DNA testing websites. Amelia and Andrew Palmer knew there was a chance they could have more siblings, but little did they know they had 65 more. Wow. Knowing that their father was a sperm donor, South Carolina twins used separate DNA testing sites to learn about their extended family tree. Amelia began using Ancestry.com to dig into the family history for years, WTLX reported. She said that she wanted to better understand her background, but ultimately got a surprise of a lifetime. I didn't think that I had this many siblings, she said. I was thinking maybe two or three. The first test Amelia got back revealed that she had at least eight siblings, according to the reports. Her brother Andrew then took a test for 23andMe and later learned about 18 more. Oh, boy. Amelia and Andrew connected with each other, another group, of donor siblings after their stepmother shared a Canadian news story about the group. When it came to knowing what they actually existed in that amount, it's crazy. Now Amelia and Andrew have located all 65, including seven sets of twins and one set of triplets per the reports. How do you locate all those people? I guess uh, social media probably. 14 to 27 years old are all members of the 2046 sibling group. Named after the identification number their father used as a sperm donor. They probably all got tattoos. The siblings live in various parts of North America. Some live in Canada, while the rest live in dis- different areas of the United States, including the East Coast, the Midwest, and California. This is why I retired as a sperm donor. Some of the siblings met for the first time last <laughs> year in New- in New Jersey, of all places to meet. Both Amelia and Aunt, they'll never get together again. And Andrew hope to maintain the relationships with their siblings moving forward. Connections are things that are going to help you get through life. And this or things can be everlasting. It helps make life worthwhile. I'm glad they found I'm each other. I'm retiring as a sperm donor yeah, after 65 kids so I can find true love. <laughs> Wait a minute. 65. Look at that. That's weird. They're all my children. 
I'm going to have to find out when that came from. Uh, the two. I don't think. We is it the same guy? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, 65 is a pretty crazy number. I mean. Let me see here. Ah, UK sperm donor is retiring after fathering 65 kids. But yeah, maybe it's the same one. Let me look crazy, here. Yeah. No, he's only 32, so the kids can't be 27. Fair. Too funny. He's 32, believed to be biological father of at least 65 kids. Huh. After offering his seed free of charge. Charge. Charges. Charges. Instagram. Well, this is exciting. Wow. Little did we know. I'm retiring as a sperm donor after 65 kids so I can find true love. This next story makes me want nachos. Fuck, I'm wasted. We're going to talk about... No, I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, we're going to talk about a nacho cheese spill that creates zesty traffic hazard on an Arkansas highway. Um, now, we spilled shit all over this street the other day. Well, I'm now glad, we're gonna it, spill some I'm glad it wasn't human body parts. We talked about the human waste is, is, human actually, waste. is actually poop and pee and stuff. It's not ground up, <laughs> ground up humans. Ground up humans. <laughs> You posed a great question when we when I was reading that story too. You're like, why why would they be crowding up humans again? Yeah. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> and that's what I respond. I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. So anyway, uh so uh where's the truckload of chips when you need one? That's true. If you've ever stared at the dashboard of your vehicle and noticed the little traction control light. It's it with its serpentine tracks emanating from the tires of a tiny car icon. You might have wondered where that sucker actually turns on. In most cases, it engages wet uh, during wet or icy conditions to let you know your traction control system is working, diverting power to the wheels to grip the road. Or if you were driving through Arkansas this week, and maybe because you skidded mm-hmm. into some nacho cheese. That's the more likely <laughs> scenario right there, according to Food and Wine. On Monday, the Arkansas Department of Transportation, or RDOT, posted oh. its photos to its X for <laughs> account. <laughs> Goddamn, formerly known as Twitter. Followed by a repost on Tuesday to its Facebook page, still known as <laughs> Facebook, that showed dozens of cans of gooey golden nacho cheese spilled across a section of Interstate 30. Roughly 100 miles southwest of Little Rock on August 1st. And if you look at the photos, there's literally this like fucking cans of nacho cheese. Big old <laughs> Costco-sized cans of nacho cheese just spread al- along the freeway. Yeah. I like that the aerial shot over there. You just see a lot of yeah. yellow there. A lot of yellow. Yeah. yeah. Taco Tuesday, anyone? And then you see the line of cars miles long over this, too. Uh, a truck carrying cans of nacho cheese spilled today on I-30 West near Prescott. The social media post was captioned after a brief traffic shutdown. The mess was cleared up and traffic was on its way. RDOT said no injuries from the incident were reported. Not missing a a beat or an opportunity for puns. Little Rock, Little Rock's KATV. Daybreak anchor Cassandra Webb, among other followers with cheesy jokes, chimed in in the comments, quipping, 
Nacho ordinary highway spell. Certainly not the best queso scenario. <laughs> Thankfully, it's all clear and it's not show problem anymore. Well played. Oddly enough, our nation's highways. Where do you want these fish bags? Are often, well, I want some fish. Often the veritable buffet delicious. of food spills. In June of last year, we saw 15,000 pounds of hot dog filling. Hot dog filling. Ooze across the Pennsylvania roadway in July of 22. There must have been an unofficial Italian theme because an Alfredo sauce spill in Tennessee was followed by a tomato spill in California in the same week. And in August of 22, a Coors Light spill splashed <laughs> beer along I-75, causing hours of delays. I wonder if that was in Michigan, too. So I-75 splashed diarrhea. I-75 goes straight through Michigan. Let's see here. Where was it? But it also goes all the way down to Florida, too. Oh, it was Florida. Same thing. Of course it was Florida. That's all I got. That's it. Next. Now, would you bring a big old bag of chips and dig into that cheese? Or would you, the fact that it's been on the ground, you'd probably just leave it, right? Well, here's the thing. Nacho cheese isn't so expensive and so priceless that I'm going to eat it off the ground. (laughs) Like. It would. This is what this is. This is the it's more probably, likely scenario. It's probably a good way to look at it. What's going to happen is I'm going to be like, "Oh, that looks fucking good," and I'm going to go to the store and purchase some nacho cheese that's in some sort of jar or other vessel that hasn't been all over the freeway. And the I'll cheese tax. The cheese tax. You got a bit of cheese tax. And so anyway, <laughs> I will. I'm more than like it. It. I think it will inspire me. To yeah. purchase nacho cheese uh, from a store and not eat it off the ground. Okay. That's would you? I'd figured I'd check. Yeah, probably. probably you, so if you're driving probably, by and there's nacho really cheese sure. on the ground, you'd be like, you're going to go with some chips and then come back. Uh, <laughs> you know, while, hey, leave, I'm leave just saying, Robert, while you're buying those chips, wouldn't yeah. you just grab a jar a of jar. nacho cheese that's right? Typically, it's right next door to where the nacho chips are. You yeah. have the tortilla chips, and they're going to have that little that little thing that's attached yeah, to the, the little rack. Is attached to the rack that has all the Tostitos, queso right. de queso de salsa. Sometimes de the chichis right there. Yeah, it's, they're right there. They're right there. You're going to say, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to buy one of those." And it's not. Yeah, you know, you get the medium. Not, it doesn't. It's not off the road then. Yeah. Well, if it's sitting out in the sun like that, it's all warm now. So it's like warm nachos versus right out of the jar where it's kind of like room temperature. So that's the benefit. They make you know, microwave ovens. Yeah. But then it gets all hard around the side and oh, the, oh, the glass Jesus. gets hot. So the glass what? gets hot. No, you dump it out. You dump it out. I don't have an oven mitt when I'm there at their convenience store. Or a store. bowl or something like that. And you just dump it out. Dump a little bit on there. That. Microwave that shit for a few seconds. You're right. It's easier to drive back to the to the to the expressway <laughs> off the ground. in the miles of traffic, <laughs> so you don't have to grab an oven mitt to get to your nacho cheese, so it doesn't it doesn't burn your fingers. You're right. You're right, Robert. This is stupid. Of course, you went back to the expressway and it makes get, total and sense. Directly, Sat in the traffic and direct, <laughs> ate it directly from the ground. I sat in a line to get through. <laughs> Hours of traffic. 
<laughs> the longer you wait, though, the hungrier you got, and, and realizing that every hour, every minute, it was getting just a little bit warmer. And the, right, it, it's hot. So, but you look, you, it has the overpass. You could have parked on the side and then just climbed down. I wouldn't have had to wait behind all those eighteen wheelers. I could have gone down the little <laughs> embankment. You could have caught. You could have parked on the overpass. And, yeah, and yeah. The road's down. closed it's with your safe. box. Please, please. That if this ever happens, I want footage of you climbing down the embankment <laughs> with a fucking bag of Tostitos <laughs> so you could go eat the nacho cheese off well, the Well, it's all in the, they they're going to clean it up. So I figure that they're going to be glad that I'm there to help. I just hope I don't chew I on mean, any you're, glass. You're not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> or pants. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, our next one is is pretty funny, and I and I know I'm gonna. I, I actually did some some more research here. Back to uh, TTB one twenty two emotional support beer. So that's uh, this is two twenty. So a hundred episodes ago, emotional support beer, which is pretty wild to think. A hundred episode fifty one, uh, emotional support peacock. Episode two hundred two, support supermarket slow lane. We had the emotional support boa constrictor. Oh yeah. And then episode 123, and I remember this one, bag full of drugs, where we had the emotional support <laughs> Trump cut out. How far and back this one, to go before it disappear? This one, <laughs> this one's going to take us to our friends at WUSA 9, which is here in the D.C. area, where a Virginia man wins his fight to keep an emu as an emotional support animal. <laughs> I'm listening. Keep going. <laughs> oh, you disappeared. Oh, did I for a second? Yeah. <laughs> this bird has brought me out of my darkest days. And we talked about, I did find an article that we talked about a while back too, about the emu that was fighting people. But this didn't have anything to do with that. Virginia Beach, which is nowhere near me. Nick Olenek has always surrounded himself with animals. Outside of several cats and dogs, he cares for three ducks, a turkey, and six hens at his Kempsville home in Virginia Beach. Alexa, how is how far is Virginia Beach from Stockton, California? That's from sure. Stockton, Virginia Beach is 2,967.9 miles away my by chairs, car. My chair is way back there. Thank you. But You're very right. welcome. But Just it, doing my part to make your life as fabulous as Barbie's. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> But it isn't what's there right now that's brought to his backyard in Virginia Beach on Thursday. I understand how crazy it sounds, but yes, an emu makes a great household pet. Huh. Olenek raised a nearly six-foot-tall emu named Nimbus for six months beginning in December of 2022. It's a time time. <laughs> Olenek, okay, so they are majestic creatures, Olenek said. In the years leading up to their life together, Olenek was down on his luck. He lost his brother in 2019, and a year later, the pandemic forced him into isolation. Then his father passed away. Olenek was depressed and stuck in a rut, but he found home, or he found hope in Nimbus after hearing about an alternative animal therapy from a neighbor. It's a tauntaun. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything like a tauntaun. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I had a weird pop up. Uh, then his father passed away. He was in a rut. No side effects, he said, except for the city being mad at me. 
The last few months, he's been wrapped up in a legal battle with the city of Virginia Beach. Even though Nick has all the proper paperwork, Nimbus didn't jive with city ordinances. He had to give her up and leave her with a friend at a rescue in Tennessee while he fought for her in court. Uh It was disheartening for me, he said, but the court would eventually rule in Nick's favor, meaning he's now allowed to have an emu as an emotional support animal, but his bond with Nimbus is now only a memory. Oh, no. During her time in Tennessee, Nimbus found a boyfriend (laughs) who will now court her for the rest of her days. Hellenic victim misses his beloved pet, but also knows Nimbus is in the right place, and thanks to her, he is too. Such a magical thing, raised by a bird and having it fall in love, trusting you completely. Shut your trap! I'm not sure what my <laughs> wife has to do with this. <laughs> bird brought me out of my darkest days. Olenek says he eventually wants to open a rescue ranch of his own locally, where he can fall in love with another emu that will take Olenek's place and plans to raise another emu this winter. That's weird. Well, that's that's different. <laughs> Did you see the next story where it talks about hammerhead worms spotted in the DMV? It is Virginia. You're not supposed to touch them. Oh. Hammerhead worms. In addition to be super sticky slim... Oh, no. Super sticky slime, I'm assuming. (laughs) Hammerhead worm secretes potent, paralyzing tetrodotoxin. Wait, tetrodotoxin, the same lethal toxin found in pufferfish. And it's in Virginia, Robert. You got to be careful. You don't want to touch these. It's important. You might need to get an emotional support emu if you touch one. Probably. All right. Well, this is great. We're going to Texas now where prisoners turn to ashes while attempting to, what? attempting to escape prison. Sounds like they made a wrong turn. Huntsville, Texas, temporarily escaped convict Loetta. Carmichael, 44, has been located earlier this afternoon. Her DNA, her DNA was... <laughs> wow, that that, <laughs> that, that mugshot. Uh, her DNA was matched to <laughs> cremated ashes that were suspected of belonging to her. Loretta Carmichael was serving 25 years of life in Texas State Prison in Huntsville for a string of robberies she committed as an associate of an outlaw biker gang. <laughs> Luetta's work detail had her in the morgue, sweeping up and taking out trash most days. The idea of spending the the rest of her life in prison was more than she could handle. She was going to escape. She had to escape. It's like Shawshank Redemption. Escape. Escape. (laughs) Apparently, Luetta, not Loretta, Luetta, Decided to, and it would I'm a be best. Hip young man, okay? Nope, would be best to hide in a body bag and wait to be. Oh boy, I know what's going to happen. Wait to be picked up for cremation, just like the corpses and the coolers. She could escape out the back of the van on the way to the crematory, and be well on her way out of town before anyone would be the wiser. A res- resourceful person, Loetta. Somehow managed to get inside the body cooler while inside a zip body bag. Authorities would later surmise that she lost consciousness due to low oxygen levels <laughs> inherent with uh, body coolers. 
the refrigerators that are used to store the deceased are, are designed to remove oxygen and help slow decomposition. Well, what a not huh. would not have known about the oxygen deprivation until she herself began to suffocate. An unconscious Loetta was taken from the body cooler to the crematory where she was subsequently cremated. <laughs> Her escape was successful in the, the sense that she did flee from the prison, but an utter failure because it cost her life. She died. She was burned alive. For family and friends of Loetta, <laughs> Carmichael have been notified and a private funeral service is set for next week. Net week. I'm sorry. I, I, miss, I misspoke. Firecracker! A private funeral service is set for net week, according to DailyNewsReporter.com. <laughs> Prison officials have been cleared of any wrongdoing. Well, that's different. <laughs> Some of these other stories. Houston man arrested with condoms full of heroin and his buttocks blames bad Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. There we are. Most of the other stories we've already read. Like the yeah. guy who pretended to be a leprechaun and the husband who dragged his <laughs> wife from an all-you-can-eat buffet so he can, she can clean the house. <laughs> Put her in the back of the truck. Oh the, oh, the guy who won't stop wearing diapers in public until his, his wife admits she was the one who farted during Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Yeah, Daily News reported slowing down. They really are. We're, are we going to have to find yet another fake news source? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> That might be it. That, that could be a problem. Well, I guess as long as people are still doing stupid shit, we'll always have stuff. But it's all—it's nice to uh, be able to close with those. It is. It is. And there, in worst case, there's always the onion. They've been around forever. Yeah. And uh, I sent you the one story about uh, DeSantis who agreed to become <laughs> a slave for a year to show how nice it was. <laughs> he can't get out of his own way some days. Oh, man funny well shit that's episode 223 we better wrap this one up because it'd be another long one if we don't yeah and we'll look to see you next week yeah. i can't think of any reason why we won't be here in the meantime you can call us or you can text message us our phone number is 826-557-9600 <laughs> and uh you- <laughs> uh yeah i noticed that you had a phone number <laughs> Five three zero five three zero eight eight two Bob. Yeah, that, there it is, right there. There's five three zero eight eight two two six two seven. There are no fours in there, no matter what Rob says. Or you could text or call the other number, and you'll probably get somebody. <laughs> They're going to be very confused. What, honey? <laughs> it's not going to be her either. <laughs> I should give you an elder listener's phone number. You can call and text. I have it. We'll call her next week. I know you do. We should. We, it's been a while. They are just getting back. They just got back from the oh, no. from the casino. My brother, my brother was staying at our house last couple nights because <laughs> they were up in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, at the casino. Yeah. And my mom, they the called. Her, they called her name. You know those. You know those things where you go inside and they. They, you go inside like a like a clear box, and they blow money all everywhere, and you're yeah. trying to catch it. They, I wish there were video Who? of it. There was not. Who went in I there? do have a photo though. And she won 
$4,700 doing that stupid what? ass thing. Yeah, they call, <laughs> well, they got to call your name first off at this casino. They got to call your name. Then you go in there, $4,700 you won in the stupid fucking tornado thing, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> so good for her. They did, they did, wow. they did all right. They, they paid for their little, uh, mini getaway. <clears throat> and then somebody. Oh, man. All right, oh, well, this has been a great episode. It's been great. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. See ya. All right, bye. This preceding show is brought to you with joy by the two Bobs. Oh, words of their own. Not of anybody else in the world, because nobody else would fucking own up to this shit. And you can subscribe to our podcast or just go to the fucking twobobs.com. Stop being a little bitch and just own up and do it. 